welcome to the long-anticipated part three of three of our non-denominational holiday spectacular. Welcome back, douchebags. It is January 18th. <laughs> All right. Yay! Instant applause here. It is January 18th, and welcome to part three of the Research Project Christmas special. Non-denominational holiday spectacular. You. Or as I like to call it, the N-D-H-S. You know what? Um... You can call it what you want, but I'll tell you this, you know, special. the war on Christmas goes an extra 18 days in this household, okay? You know, we go all the way through well, January 18th, I have, you know. with the topic today, and I you have don't know what you're talking about, Joe Biden, when you tell me that I can't sing Merry Christmas at the local Publix. Barbara Walters and her at the holidays. <laughs> oh, you come into this ring with me and you tell me what to do. You had a vein pop. I'll keep talking about this for three weeks past New Year's. We'll go to the Thunder Dome. Well, that sounds, that's good enough. All right, good enough. Very well, good. We have just been so busy fulfilling our New Year's resolutions that we haven't had time to podcast. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not true, but... Actually, how was your New Year's... Did you have New Year's resolutions... Well, I wanted to um, start, um, it wasn't really a resolution, I wanted to start going to the gym with you. That like wasn't, a, we did, that was a post-holidays jump back in. No, by definition, it was a New Year's resolution. No, it, I refuse to say I did working out as a New Year's resolution. I mean, I'm... You can do that. I guess I just have, like, I guess I'm just more, like, secure, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, like, it was something that we literally said, let's start this wicket back after Christmas. <laughs> Post-holidays. Post-holidays. Good enough. Good enough. Anyway. You know. um, well, that's good. But we have been going to the gym. We have been going to the gym. We've been doing very well. Um, Which is why know. we haven't been podcasting, because we've been just getting yoked. Just throwing up, you know, yeah, just throwing up 300-pound squats, you know. Because when Joe Biden comes into this household, he tells me what to do. You know what I'm going to answer with my 300-pound deadlift? I'm going to throw him like a sack of feathers. <laughs> Ooh! You're really coming after Joe Biden. I know, I know. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. um, and I wanted to read more. And I, You've been reading. You want to read a thousand pages this yes. year. Yes. And I broke it down. It's, it's related. I just have to read about three pages a day. And you see me You see me before bed. I, I don't read a lot, but I do kind of open my book and I read a few pages and I put it back down and go to sleep. You do. You yeah. have been reading in short increments. Yeah, it's yeah. been very impressive. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Quick pause because I have to shut the heat off. Huh. It's set to 69. All right, we're back after that quick intermission. Well, crafting was my New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. and I have been crafting, but that's well, not very hard. You've been crafting one. really well. No, I mean you're knitting. Is I'm like knitting. A, I'm knitting Smokey a snood. Oh, I mean you, you know, your knitting looks like, um, you know, the. God, if Martha Stewart knit, I don't know if she knits. She might, but. Oh, that woman can make a home. I was going to say, it looks like, you know, it's about as good as that painting that Michelangelo did on the top of that church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. You know? Or the one in the the Capitol that depicts George Washington as a god. I really like the word, yeah, it's like, it's like hot George Washington. Who yeah. Knew? Who knew we'd have that, you know? Um, we were just like, I think George Washington's fugly, and then they show him, like, carved, like, a Roman statue, and he has, like, an eight-pack. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, just kidding. Quick really question. Would you know about the word fugly if they didn't say it in Mean Girls? I don't know. Did Mean Girls invent the word fugly? I think it might have. 
Look it up. You have your computer in front of you. I'm, just, I'm not going to look up Fugly on my work laptop. Fine. I'll look it up on my, my pleasure laptop. <laughs> um, your crafting's been going very well. What you, you looked that up? We've also been working on a scrapbook of 2020, um, uh, 2023, and that's been going really good. You know, we've been making a lot of strides there, you know. We have been um, making strides. Shout out to each of our respective uh, sets of parents for uh, contributing um, just tremendous amounts of um, materials and goodwill in terms of uh, getting that scrapbook together. Apparently, you know? Fugly was a movie in 2007. Origin. I feel like, we'll be, I feel like Mean Girls came out before 2007. Word. They said it in that, you know? Apparently, OED's earliest ang- evidence, Oxford English Dictionary's earliest evidence for Fugly is from before 1970. All right, well, I don't so, that. Anyway. An ancient word, some may say. Some may say, you know, perhaps bestowed upon us by the aliens, you know? God. You George Suclus would wish. You need to tell me that early man could come up with the word fugly, you know? <laughs> a caveman looks at some guy like, you're fugly. You know how they're saying, they're always they're saying, they're always saying like, that uh, there's no way that man can make the pyramids or all that. You mean to tell me early man could have come up with such a cool word? But anyway. We need to bring fugly back. I don't know if we do. Why not? <laughs> Seems pretty rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can describe bad things as fugly, like poverty is fugly, you know? <laughs> yeah, put that on a t-shirt. You know? <laughs> sure. All right. Well, I have a bit of news this week. Hit me with the news. Because we have like been almost like probably over a month worth of no news, but... <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to my cousin Sam. She's been sending me, um, she's been listening. We have a new listener. Oh, uh, shout out to Sam. All and right. she has been sending me true crime news. Perfect. So she sent me this one. Three bodies were discovered in a Kansas City backyard. I wrote on Tuesday night, but this was a few weeks ago. Um, a woman looking for her fiancé went to the last place he had been seen, a Kansas City Chiefs football game party at the neighborhood home. So she knocked on the door of, like, pretty much her, like, fiancé's bro's house, and no one answered the door. So she broke into the home through a basement, like, window. She then looked at the window and saw a body on the back porch of the home, and eventually two more were found in the backyard of the home. Whoa. The owner of the home, a 40-year-old man who has lived there for nearly 15 years, claims that his friends froze to death in his backyard. A privacy fence surrounds the backyard of the home in the quiet neighborhood, but no obvious signs of foul play were seen, but the exact state of the remains are unknown at this time. Wait, so, so she, was that in fact the brother of her fiance or whatever? It, I bro, bro, I meant in like a friend way. Oh. Like it was a, these dudes <clears throat> were hanging out watching the well, I, I guess my question Chiefs was, did she, go to the, did she go to the house she intended to? Or did yeah. she pull like kind no, of No, she knew. Like she knew like. Bus in the wrong house, you know? Hey, I'm going, like her husband or her fiance was like, hey, I'm going over to Tim's house for the game. Tim does, he never comes home. She goes over to Tim's house. Wait. Or oh. like her friend. Her It's her, her fiance's yeah. friend. Like, Wait, so, she so, knew. So, so was her fiance dead? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. How long had it been? Like, Not very long. Because like they knew. They're like, oh, they're going over there for like a, a, a football like, party. Like was it the next day? Yeah. I think it was like the next day. I don't have an exact time. But it was pretty soon after. Could you get so drunk that you just fall asleep outside in the snow and just die? Yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, that's probably what happened. Well... Is that is that, is that, is that, is that true crime? But like, if your friends got drunk and fell asleep, 
and froze to death in your back guard. Like, apparently, uh, like, this lady broke in because he wouldn't answer the door. And apparently a couple other people came around and were, like, pounding on the door and he wouldn't open the door. And when the police came, he finally opened the door and he was, like, wearing, like, undies and, like, drinking a glass of wine. Like, nothing was going on. Like, you would know your, your friends were in the backyard. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. But, what, you know, we're also just... It also sounds like someone who drank a lot the, the night before. You know, just kind of being scatterbrained. Ah, and maybe victim just jumping to the victim blaming already. I feel like I'm defending the... No, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like it's the reverse of my standard role, you know? Um, perhaps this is not a true crime, but in fact it is true Ooh. sublime. Oh, I thought it was going to be... Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be better, but... No, I don't know. It seems... And now I'm... I was looking this up again because I did this research on this, like, week ago. And it doesn't look like there's really any new news on it. They said they were waiting back from the medical examiner. There was no obvious signs of foul play observed by the crime scene. Mm-hmm. And no arrests have been made. And he still claims that... Interesting. Well, okay, here's a, here's a wrench in the story because according to USA Today... The low temperature on the game day was 29 degrees, and on January 8th, the low was, which is like, I think the day after, the low was 32 degrees, and the low the next day was 18 degrees. So it's really not that conducive to freezing to death. Like, it's not that cold. Hmm. So... Like, I bet you can fall asleep when it's 32 degrees outside, and I don't think you'll die. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, well, I thought this was the weekend where the, the, the Chiefs played that like crazy cold uh, game against the Dolphins where it's like people like got hospitalized just from being in a stadium. I don't know. Like, it's supposed to be a different weekend. Okay. All right. According to USA Today, it wasn't that cold. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we believe? Maybe just, maybe just USA Today just being like really like, you know, really, really I mean, these are, these are Kansas City dudes. They're not getting cold. Yeah. Okay. They're well, strong Western men. I'm interested to see how this uh, progresses. Yeah, so there's really not that much more news on it, but we will we will keep our eyes peeled and keep everyone updated. Right. Next news. A negligence lawsuit against Dunkin', previously Dunkin' Donuts, has been filed after a customer was injured by an exploding toilet in a Central Florida location. So a man claims he suffered severe and long-term injuries after a toilet exploded in Winter Park, Florida in a Dunkin' Donuts. It also left him covered in human feces, urine, and debris. And he claims that he like came out of the bathroom all covered in this toilet explosion and the staff were like, oh yeah, we knew that there's a problem with that toilet. So he's just covered in just, just covered absolute, in human waste. Absolute paint job? Yeah. What do you do after that? Well, apparently the man is now seeking compensation since he suffered physical injuries and has required mental health care since the incident in 2022. So this happened like last year, two years ago now almost. Has he... Uh... The lawsuit was just filed. <laughs> it's just, I think it's funny that he got attacked by a Duncan toilet. I mean, this sounds, this is very like mid-90s Eddie Murphy comedy movie, yeah. you know, tier stuff. Curse, it's there. like a Captain Underpants. And I'll tell you what, Eddie Murphy's doing fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe... He acts, lot, he acts a lot less now. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he's doing what everyone thinks actors should do, is make a few good movies, save their money, and then just go live a normal life. And never Wrong. Work again. Wrong. Pluto Nash happened. Pluto fucking Nash happened to Eddie Murphy. What? Oh, gosh. Have you ever, have you ever seen Pluto Nash? No. Oh, 
Okay, so basically Eddie Murphy was was, was on the rock. Nope, nope, nope. It's gonna take ten seconds. This is like this is a movie corner. This is like movie like tragedy hole. Basically, Eddie Murphy was on the rise. Get your hand on my face. <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy was on the rise. Um, was doing really good. And then he wanted to kind of shift from these like sort of like you know laughy comedy movies. Uh-oh. And he kind of did a and it, it was it wasn't it was still a comedy movie but it was kind of more of an action movie. It was kind of like a um, what's the um, oh a what's, drama. No, 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 but who's like the spaceman? Like kind of the classic spaceman. It's like Buck Rogers or Louis Armstrong. Nope, Lance Armstrong. Nope. Are you fucking kidding? Me? <laughs> what's the guy that went to the Buzz Aldrin? No. Okay. Hang on. One, one second. It's coming out here. Um. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay, well, I just misspelled it on my laptop. Okay, here it is. The original um, Buzz Lightyear. You know what? Sure, we'll call it Buzz Lightyear. Anyway, yeah, is that it, was, right? it, it was just like one of the most like, the worst movies ever, and it cut out Toy Tank's Toy career. Story? Yeah, no, it will. What? It... <sighs> you confuse me right with accepting the Buzz Lightyear reference. Anyway, look, just look up Pluto Nash and give it a watch if you can. It's a bad movie? It's is like... it about space? It's a. We. Yeah, it's about like a like a like a sort of like a fantasy space man sort of thing. Oh, okay. It's like Star Wars, really. Oh, okay. You know, Star Wars might have ripped it off. Star Trek or Star Wars? Move this conversation forward. Do you have have you ever had any horrific Dunkin' Donuts slash fast food coffee chain bathroom experiences? Um, in like the bathroom. I don't know. I'm just have you ever had a toilet blow up on you? I'm trying to think if anything really genuinely bad happened to me, like in a. In like a bathroom bathroom. You know, I mean People write in to researchproject at gmail.com. What is your most horrific bathroom toilet experience? <laughs> I honestly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, send us a letter. <laughs> um, I wanna hear all about it. Yeah, yeah. Just DM the DM the um, Instagram and I'll grab Grace's phone out of her head and send you our I send you our address directly, no matter who you are. <laughs> um, um Well this isn't I don't think I've ever really had that bad of it i mean i've, I've been in I've had bad porta potty experiences yeah the one time I, we were at country fest and i walked into the porta potty and the the mound of poo poo and toilet paper was over convex over the lid of the toilet <laughs> or like over the toilet seat <laughs> that's pretty amazing it was like devil's tower arising out of the plains of south dakota wyoming i think it's someone wyoming <laughs> Dakota, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite city. Um, okay. It's like Kansas City. It's on the border. Yeah. <laughs> Push the conversation forward. Oh, no, the aftershocks are coming. <laughs> well, this is some really tragic news. Yeah? The federal government has stepped in to ban comical highway signs. What? So, like, the electric boards that are over, like, the interstate that sometimes... Here's some examples for you. Alcohol you later. Don't drink and drive. Or turn signals, the original instant messaging, are going to be no longer. So, the U.S. Federal Highway Administration released an updated 1,000-page manual including regulations for these signs and other traffic control signage. So, I guess the handbook describes that the signs are supposed to be simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear. And they are not supposed to be like referencing pop culture or like supposed to be funny anymore. They're not supposed to be like lighthearted? No, anymore. the group thinks that they are distracting to drivers. Wait, so like that, that, that's the law now or they like uh, Yeah, that's the, the law, law, I think. They, they've they signed the manual in. Who? The government. Well, what, is, what do we mean when we say the government? Okay, well, I don't know if it's like, a, it's the U.S. Federal Highway Administration. 
So it's not a law. It's like a oh the highway okay. administration. Oh okay. So like but I, I mean, it's basically they. I think have, billboards can still be funny. Well, yeah. no, billboards can. It's yeah. like specifically like the the light up signs over highways that are usually used to like oh, tell you if there's yeah, a crash or yeah. tell you if there's like a. You know. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. They've just been yeah. funny recently. They've you been know, making puns. You know, I'm fine. You're not, react- it, you're you not as like absolutely devastated as I was to learn this today. I'm not as panicked by that as 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 the average Jamoke, you know. But I do think it's a slippery slope, and if they if they start coming for my billboards, I know? think they should do what Vermont did and just no more billboards anywhere. You know, it's beautiful. No billboards. It's great. Bucky's would probably like burn the country down though. Yeah, I, they have you know, so many billboards. They're pretty great because they tell you how far it is and they tell you like how you know how. Everyone has a GPS how, how long, now. How you don't need it. the billboard. But sometimes it's nice to not always be looking at, at your at your phone, Grace. I almost like to like look out in the open sky and get the information like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, both are apparently very distracting, according to the U.S. Federal Highway Administration. Those Bucky's those Bucky's billboards keep me focused. I go. I I I. You just I, go one Bucky's I accelerate the, the car billboard. by ten miles an hour every time I see the Bucky's. So by the time you're like three miles out of Nashville, you're going like two hundred miles an hour. Two hundred miles. Two hundred miles. Absolute NASCAR. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The Subaru just sounds like. Indeed. Yeah. So rest in peace, fun highway signs. Driving got boring again. Well, I have one more piece of news. Okay, hit with it. It's a news marathon today. I I see. Because the rest of the content might be a little lacking, you know what I'm saying? What? I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, whatever. So, the the disappearance... This show's gonna start sucking in three, two, one. (laughs) Right now. So, the disappearance of six individuals are being tied to an online cult called the University of Cosmic Intelligence. That's sick. So, Michaela Wickerson, who is 25, along with her three-year-old daughter, began to withdraw from her family in March of 2023. Michaela quit her job. Wait, wait, wait. Quick pause. Cosmic intelligence or comic intelligence? Cosmic. Okay. So, we're talking about space, not improv. Keep going. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so, she quit her job in the same month um, as she, like, kind of cut off her family. And her mom came and dropped by her home to check on her. She saw people roaming around her home that she didn't recognize so Michaela called them her family and told her mom not to come over anymore. Michaela and her daughter were last seen with four others, um, including one three-year-old, at a Quality Inn um, south of St. Louis last August. Hmm. So these six people were seen last August. Whoa. Um, it was discovered that this group met online through the University of Cosmic Intelligence. It's like a forum? Um, it's like a, I think it's a YouTube channel website. What? YouTube channel and website. Okay. YouTube channel and website? Yes. Okay. Uh, look that up on your work computer. <laughs> so, this was formed by a man named Rashad Jamal White. White is currently serving an 18-year prison sentence for child molestation and cruelty to children in Georgia. And he denies being a cult leader, but says he uses his platform to share his opinions. Which I'm confused. Can prisoners have laptops slash internet access? I didn't get judged. Um, it I think depends. sometimes they can and sometimes they can't. Yeah. It seems very, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so White's beliefs are centered around the idea that black and Latino people. If you were convicted for child molestation, I kind of doubt. feel like you shouldn't have a laptop. Yeah, I don't know. You shouldn't have anywhere you can access children. Yeah. Or the universe. Whatever. Anyway, okay. So interesting, interesting, interesting. His beliefs center around the idea that black and Latino people are gods and goddesses, people of other races or ethnicities are aliens. 
The weather is being controlled by 5G towers and the super rich elites and presidents of, you know, the, the higher ups are reptilian shapeshifters who actually eat the blood of the gods. And so he uses his website and social media to promote crystal sales, merch sales, and his rap music. Wait, this just sounds exactly like, um, oh god, um, it's gonna come to me in a second. Okay, well I'm gonna read this quote and you just shout it out when you figure it out. Okay. So he said, I'm just giving you my opinion on a plethora- Sherry Schreiner! Okay, there we go. It reminds me of Sherry Schreiner. Yeah. It was basically the exact same thing where it was like, you know, yeah, everyone's a reptilian- um, it's like angels and like, you know, um, the government's, you know, everyone's like replaced by a reptilian and like, and, but like buy my like weird, buy pop, this rock and pop, you'll be protected. Yeah. This, uh, compacted piece to like, you know, trash and you'll be protected. It's like the same business model. Yeah. It's very impressive. This guy probably yeah. you know, built off of it. So he said, I'm just giving you my opinion on a plethora of different subjects, from metaphysics to quantum physics to molecular biology to marine biology to geography to black history to world history. I'm giving you my opinions on these things. He told that to Post-Dispatch. This doesn't make me a call leader. So he denies being a call leader, but so far, the four adults and two children have not been seen since they were last seen at that hotel. They have shut off their phones, been absent on social media, and they have not seen family or responded to any of their families. And an authority on the case said, it's like they don't want to be found. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. I'm so, looking forward to, to, to tracking this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and seeing what they are up to. Where, where, where are they potentially at? The last place they were seen is around St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't it's, know St. Louis is. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only one I know of. Yeah. Um, Unless we're talking about the St. Louis. St. Louise? Go on. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, so I don't know. I want to keep looking into this. I wonder if we're going to get any more information. Mm, well. What's happening here? And I'm also confused. Is this guy, how long is this guy still in prison for? Like, is he ever going to get out? Or is he just going to Oh, like, wait, so that guy's not with him. He's just He's in boy. prison. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a wrinkle. Yeah. Wait, just like well, like, just like Sherry Shriner was like never actually like many people that really in her no. It was all done on like really honestly like uh, she it was all done through like Facebook messages. Mm-hmm. God, and if you really want to like if you like if you're talking like mid you want to start a cult, get on Facebook. If you just want to fee- make people people feel the pressure of like your thumb against their forehead, Facebook messaging or like Facebook like Facebook groups. In like the mid two thousands was the way to do it. You could poke people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I was in like in like high school. I like got dragged into some like stupid like nerd group of like dudes in my high school. You know, um, who would just debate things. You know, it was very masturbatory. You know, it was like very much like well, it was very much no, not like that. No, <laughs> it was. I'm just saying it was. It was a bunch of like pseudo intellectual kids like yeah. arguing about like law and like yeah. philosophy and like you know. Um, just, yeah. Anyway. They were kids all. Oh, but anyway, God. like it was like yeah, it would get like you know like you get like, like kids that would like glances. argue with their history teacher. Yeah, yeah, but but anyway, I'm just saying like you felt pressure in that thing. That thing was that thing was that thing was an absolute um, crucible. That's a good word. Yeah. Facebook groups that do present a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I do have a very uh, couple of small pieces of news. Oh uh, boy. <clears throat> Forrest brings news this week. Woman who married a ragdoll admits their family life is complicated oh. after she had twins and, and says her husband is stressed about providing for the family. 
I really like how this uh, news article uh, put what? like every what other news word source in is quotes. Let me well. First of all, I never reveal my sources. Okay. Um, Unnamed source. Woman, so, um, so woman who married, so I can put that in quotes, yep. a ragdoll amidst their family life is complicated after she had twins and said her husband is stressed about fighting for the family. Um, so her husband is not in quotes because she is married to this ragdoll. Um, Are well, there well, they, well, they, they, well, once again, I, I, I said married oh, rather than married. married. But um, the husband wasn't in quotes. Yeah, I mean, look at him. Yeah, it's a looker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looks like, um, he looks like Tim Allen's tool time. He looks like Tim Allen from tool time. I mean, I think if he was a real man, he might be kind of cute. He's wearing a sexy pink shirt. I know, I know. He looks like he could be like an electrician or something. And what I don't understand here is, I mean, and you know, just for the audience, we're looking at like the picture, or the thumbnail of the article. This new article read. is a screenshot from Reddit. Shh. Edit that out. Um, <laughs> what I find interesting is that the article says, twins, I see three kids. Oh, there are three kids. Meaning she adores. Adopted another ragdoll. She can't get enough of these ragdolls. Um, anyway, that's one piece of news that happened in January, uh, the year 2024. Um, oh, it was written the, the, this article, which I have not read. Um, was, you just, <laughs> read by, the, just read the title. Was by Ellen Coughlin. Co- oh, Coughlin uh, for <laughs> Mail Online. So, um, mail online, that was my source. Um, All right. I just doxed them, so now I'm not going to, you know. Um, and this is more of a interesting fact, more so than it is news. But, um, you know, Carl Sagan had uh, children uh, 31 years apart. Who's Carl Sagan? He's like a physicist? He, like, wrote books about space. He's like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Or Albert Einstein. Right. And just as we just as we foretold, this show is about to suck in three, two, one. We're gonna talk about Krampus. Part three, three, the non-denominational Krampus. 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 You want to know why you didn't get enough presents this year, AJ? Krampus. It was Krampus. Continue. But to learn about Krampus, we first have to learn about the origins of the holiday Christmas. The origins of the holiday Christmas? Yeah. Oh, wait. The end no. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no. The end Go of ahead. the year slash midwinter holds a holiday in many cultures across the world and has for a very long time. The midwinter was celebrated as Yule in Scandinavia starting on December 21st. Oh, no. I can sit through this. It's not very long, I promise. Okay. <laughs> you can just plug your ears or go to the bathroom while no, I'm just saying there's something really stupid about this. That's so mean. No, I'm just saying, like, it's like, can you repeat Yeah, we're like, the origins of Christmas and Yule. To, to kick off an episode, uh, to kick off and talk about Krampus, you know. And tie in, don't worry. I've got a transition in here somewhere. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so during Yule, the fathers and sons would drag large logs home and light them, the Yule log. Everyone feasted until the fire went out, and this could be as long as 12 days. So... 
The Germans honored Odin during the midwinter and believed he took flights over his realm to determine who would prosper and who would perish. Oh, okay, that's actually interesting. It's kind of like Yeah, yeah I know. Romans would celebrate their god of agriculture, Saturnalia, around the winter solstice. They gave their enslaved people temporary freedom and treated them as equals during this month. The upper class... Wait. They gave their slaves temporary freedom before they just put the shackles right back on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the upper class often celebrated the day of Mithra, the god of uh, the unconquerable sun, on December 25th. So most of us know that obviously Christian religions believe this was the day that Jesus was born. Correct, and that is yeah. the reason for the season. Oh, yeah. In early years of Christianity, Easter was the most celebrated holiday, and the birth of Jesus was not celebrated yet. Hmm. I did not know that. So during the 4th century, the church officials decided that the birth of Jesus should be celebrated. And that happened on Christmas. Christmas went then canceled in the early 17th century when Oliver Cromwell and the Puritans took over England and determined that Christmas was too indulgent and decadent. So Oliver Cromwell was one of like the... He was like the biggest curmudgeon ever, you know? Yeah, he didn't yeah. like anything. He thought Christmas was too fun. He hated like everything. Yeah. You know? What like, happens that you just hate everything so much? I don't know. Man. He did not want people to have fun. Yeah, wasn't his whole thing he like broke off from like the, I guess the Catholic church or something like that? Because they like weren't he... strict enough? <laughs> no, it was because he didn't like all the show of like wealth yeah. and money and he didn't like the whole like pay to like repent for your sins or whatever. But like, I think he kind of started with that, but then kind of like really like, you know, went deep and said like, yeah, I got, you also don't get to, you also shouldn't ever smile or ever, you know, and it basically your entire life should just be one you know, 75-year process of, like, pushing the yeah. ball over the hill, you know? Well, that's because when they, I guess, like, when the Catholics were in Europe, they made Christmas really kick-ass, and yeah. then it kind of absorbed, like, the pagan holidays. Yeah. And then... Was Cromwell Protestantism? Is that what that is about? Puritans. Puritans. Puritans was... were Protestants who wanted to purify the Church of England of Roman Catholic practices. I according see. to Royal Museum's Greenwich. Alright. But, yeah. He was a curmudgeon, and he thought Christmas was too fun. So. Admittedly, I think I just pushed the most boring topic of. Like, yeah, you were complaining so about this being boring. Yeah, you were talking about Cromwell. Yeah. I so know. then, after the American Revolution, English ways kind of fell from popularity, and capitalism was in. Capitalism was in, and Christmas got fun again. In the eighties, yeah. Wait, when? When, no. when did it actually happen? Well, they like kind of after the American Revolution, they kind of like kicked out a lot of those like the mainstream English ideas, and then I think people started to celebrate Christmas more. I don't think capitalism existed in, like, the 1700s. They were, like, buying, like, little wooden toys. Yeah. No, it was... it was The revolution and then capitalism happened. Mm. And then it was fun. Like it is now. It is fun. Yeah. This is a very brief synopsis of, like, how fast I can read Wikipedia articles. Well, I really, I really enjoyed that. You know? yeah. I'm sure you did. Santa Claus can be traced <laughs> back to a monk <laughs> named St. Nicholas from Turkey around 280 A.D., the monk gave away his inherited wealth and spent his time helping the sick and poor. Dutch families in the 1800s in New York celebrated the death of Sint Nicolaas, or Sinterklaas, which makes Santa Claus in short. Mm. So that's It looks makes more sense when you can, you know, read it, and it's not me, like, impersonating a Dutch accent. No, no, yeah, no, I, you know, I believe it. Sinter, Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Yeah, perfect. Santa yes. Claus, yeah, I buy that, yeah. Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christmas poem called An Account 
of A Visit from St. Nicholas, in which the first line begins with, "'Twas the night before Christmas." And this poem creates a depiction of Santa as a jolly man who flies around house to house on a sled, pulled by reindeer delivering toys. So this was kind of what created the, like, very popular image of Santa. Interesting. So, yeah. But this jolly man was predated by a more terrifying Christmas icon. And his name was Krampus. Krampus. So, Krampus... (laughs) His name was Ronald Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Scary. Anyway, Krampus... Like Lionel Blagan, is a large goat man. Oh. No. Krampus is a large part of Central and Eastern Alpine folklore, which is during, like, the winter and Advent season. Um, it is a horned anthropomorphic figure, often depicted with the legs of a goat. Krampus often has variations in appearance, but is usually hairy, black or brown, has legs and the horns of a goat, and a long rolling tongue. Krampus carries chains thought to symbolize his bond to the devil. By the Christian church. And they often have fells attached to them. Yeah. Yeah. The pagan origins, um, Krampus carries a root, which is a bundle of birch branches used to swat children. Sometimes it is replaced with a whip, like in the 2015 Krampus movie starring Adam Scott. Perfect. We want that. Yes. Krampus can also carry a sack or basket to cart off bad children for drowning, eating, or transporting to hell. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you had like you had the little you had little switches, and then if you're bad enough, you would like Put take you away and cart you off. So so what culture did that come from? The origins of Krampus may date back to pre-Christian European traditions. As similar, yes, as similarities are drawn between Krampus and other pagan figures. History of Krampus celebrations date back to the 6th or 7th century, but no written sources can be found before the 16th century. You pagans coming to my holiday ceremony, you tell me that St. Nicholas was a man-goat thing. <laughs> you want to come in here and tell me that, you know? That seems pretty, pretty metal. Mm-hmm. Isn't it. it fun? Yeah. So... During the 17th century, Krampus was incorporated into Christian celebrations sometimes. So with kind of like Saint a cop, Nicholas, kind of like a good cop, bad cop, sort of leave your good Santa come. If, if you're if bad, you're, Krampus if you're bad, the Krampus is going to come like you know, knife you in the kitchen yeah. and like put you in a sack. You yes, know? throw you into hell. Yeah. So Krampus is often seen as a counterpart of Saint Nicholas. In some cultures, Saint Nick visits children on the night of December 5th and rewards good children with gifts like oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, and chocolate. And Krampus punishes bad children with birch rods. I feel like he just give you, they can just repeat the whole dried fruit thing. You know? Yeah, the dried fruit sucks. I think that was more of an old timey gift, not a current gift. I feel like my I grew up next to a girl who was Catholic, and they did like Saint Nick usually instead of like Santa. It was totally different. Like they got like one little present for like multiple days. Really? Yeah, one instead little... of like the sure Santa that? where you just get them all dumped on you in one day. One present multiple days. Huh. Like they get like a pair of socks one day and then the next day they'd open another St. Nick's present and they'd get them like a scrunchie or something. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Cool. But I always thought it was cool because she always got her presents before I did. They also like the um, Hebrews? The uh, the Jewish people. Yeah. The Jews they, do. The yeah, Hanukkah. They, they, they also have it all spread out like that. Yeah. Do they do gifts over Hanukkah? They do. Yeah. I want to take like a, trash, a crash course in like other... Like religion celebrations, I feel like they're all so cool. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. 
Krampus gained fame in the 1890s in Germany and Austria when a, the postcard industry took off. So Krampus Karten cards became wildly popular. These holiday cards were often marked as Gruß von Krampus, which means greetings from Krampus. And they were not so nice and often pictured Krampus stuffing children into sacks or hitting them with his bundle of sticks. In the early 1990s, these cards got a little saucy and showed Krampus just, positioning just, just, adult women. I was literally about yeah. to say, like, giving it to your wife or something like that, you know? Got there. Krampus God. was also portrayed as a large woman whipping tiny men with her birch sticks. What's that? Sexy. Oh, wait, like, like... They made Krampus a lady and she whipped men with her birch sticks. It's a very, it's a very progressive use of these, uh, you know, um, 1890s holiday cards. They were saucy back then. Yeah. So Krampus, Krampus has been demonized in recent history and has gone too far as being banned. In 1932, Krampus tradition was prohibited by the Dolfish regime under the fascist Fatherland Front and the Christian Social Party. I'm looking so I'm at guessing these, that was uh, during Germany. These are pretty, pretty cool postcards, actually. They are pretty cool. Um, in the 19th... Oh, there's, oh. A, there's the one of him making the approach on, on, unto a lady. Um, unto a lady? Yes. Um bit lewd for my holiday taste. Um, it's all very interesting. Yeah, I want to incorporate sexy Christmas. Wait, this is a fun one. This is just him in a bath. See? He's being bathed by a little kid. How nice. Well, that seems inappropriate. Oh. Do you think he's like... Hmm. Oh, do you think it's You're actually... You're showing the uh, the pedophilic nature. Yeah, about to say. He was like, we're missing the part where he's like, like oh, yeah. He's a man um, getting bathed by a child. <sighs> anyway. In the 1950s, the government also distributed pamphlets titled Krampus is an Evil Man and stated that Krampus may damage children's mental health. But by the late 1900s, Krampus made a comeback and is popular once more. In Bavaria, the Krampus tradition is alive and well. And like in many places, you can see them like they carve like the wooden masks. Mm -hmm. Krampus is now most often seen on Krampusnacht, which is Krampus night. Uh, Krampusnacht occurs the day before the Feast of St. Nicholas, which is December 6th, so usually on the evening of the 5th of December. Mm -hmm. Countries like Austria, Germany, Hungary, the the Czech Republic see Krampuslauf, the Krampus run, on Krampusnacht. So, this parade, Krampusloth, is through the streets and invites people to dress up in their, like, scary Krampus costumes, torment and tease onlookers, and instill fear in the hearts of the children. Krampus appears in the streets, sometimes accompanying St. Nicholas to visit homes and businesses on more family or friendly parades, but there was a note in 2019, there were a lot of reports of these Krampuses receiving drunken disorderlies in town. So Krampus, the Krampus knock things look pretty fun. Yeah. I guess I just looked up a random other Krampus similar person. Have you heard of Bellsnickel? Bellsnickel? Oh, Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a German figure that visits yeah. children alongside St. Nicholas. So a lot of these are paired St. Nicholas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he often wears rags and patchy clothes. He blackens his face and wears like a fearsome mask, which seems possibly problematic, you know, but whatever. Um, he gives candy or treats to obedient children and switches the bad ones. And he often makes naughty children do penance, such as recite a Bible verse or poem. Belsnickel will not travel down to visit children like Santa. Instead, he raps on windows with his switches. Hmm. Belsnickel was often an older member of the community who had been witnessing the children's actions all year. So some communities went as far as to, like, electing a Belsnickel. Yeah. And they would, like, put, like carry on this role, like, during mm-hmm. the holiday season. 
So this tradition continued in Pennsylvania with the Pennsylvania Dutch. And the, there was like an older member of society who was chosen as the bell snickel and was rewarded with food for their social function. Oh. Bell snickel was given 15 minutes of fame in 2012 when the office episode where Dwight comes to the office dressed as this person. Bell snickel. He gives out presents and switches those who need punishment. The office is surprised to find out that Dwight did not make this character up but has historical significance. Hmm. But those were two interesting little holiday figures that I read about. And it gave a very brief overview of winter holidays. Yeah. That Forrest did not enjoy. No, I enjoyed it more, more than I thought um, I was going to. I just... Um, you thought I was going to like recite like the, you know, the nativity scene to you? Well, I, I thought we were just gonna go step by step, you know, from the from the, the, the winter solstice to the to the Yule tide and you know, um, and gosh almighty, why does everyone break those cranberries out and stuff like that? And mistletoe. That makes no Where sense. the fuck is mistletoe, you know, I don't from? Know. But, mistletoe um, is a, is it like a parasitic plant? Tune in next week and find out. Um, come back with it. But uh, no, I enjoyed that thoroughly. And I think Krampus is um, pretty interesting. I think uh, the only thought I have on, on, on Krampus is, is it, it, I think it's an interesting way to look at like the development of like society. So if you kind of look back to like early pagan and like medieval gods, because their lives were harsher, a lot of these, you know, sort of you like know, DNA mythos figures. are all a lot harsher, you know? And so you, you know, I mean, Krampus was, you know, I, I think arguably predated. Like a lot of Christian Christmas stuff. Yeah, right. Santa. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, they think so. Yeah. And so as like, you know, kind of a society kind of like, you know, goes forward and kind of like the, you know, there's sort of Christian cosmologies and all that kind of come in and, 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 and life kind of generally gets better, you know, you, you know, sort of a, start moving into the industrial age, you know, a lot of the symbolism that you get dealt with. And it's not just Krampus and, yeah. and you know, and uh, Santa. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot of the sort of the mythos and the sort of just like the, you know, cosmology we deal with, you know, every day was, I feel like it's like a lot, like, it's a lot more positive as, as, as mm -hmm. you know, as compared to the, you know, what you got. Like, I, I guess I just like kind of like to think about like, you know, kind of like the, the knights and the, you know, the medieval sort of, like, serfs who are just, like, living in the mud and, like, life well, sucks. There's, like, a lot more examples of this and, like, I guess, like, we don't really now have a lot of, I mean, maybe it's just society has changed, like, a lot of tales to scare children all the time. Yeah. Like, what's the, um, what's the horse, like, the Kelpie that, like, they told, they deter yeah, children yeah, from, like, jumping the, into lakes because there's, like, a dangerous seahorse that would drown you. the horse and get stuck yeah. to the horse and the horse would jump in the water. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot more, like, those cautionary tales, whereas now it's, like... Well, I think it's cool because I feel like life was a lot, like, harder back then, and so it's, like, back then it's, like, when you come up with sort of, like, you know, deities or other sort of, like, explanations yeah. for things, and, like, they... Because life was harder... Like, why would there be, like, a, a nice man nice? who brings you, yeah. brings you presents? I mean, no. I mean obviously it was, like kind of inevitable, but it's like, why would that, like, like, isn't, like, some guy who, because life is a kick in the face every day, you're, like, yeah. you know, struggling to survive, isn't, like, a, you know, a sort of a bad goat man that, like, you know, comes and punishes you, like, isn't that, like, a lot more obvious yeah. of, like, an yeah. explanation of the day-to-day -day and stuff like that? Yeah. Anyway, that yeah. oh, was kind of cool, you know? Mm -hmm. I had some, was Forrest paying attention questions? Hmm? Are you ready? Were you listening? Was Forrest listening? I have a question. We'll find out, I suppose. 
So what was the bundle of birch branches called that Krampus would swat children with? Oh, shit. I mean, it was like a little bunch of switches, but it was like his, like, uh, his little fish It's called a root. Oh, wow. I know. Nice. Yeah. Sounds exciting. How's it going? When, what year did the Krampus movie starring Adam Scott come out? 2011? 2015. Damn. So close. What night does Krampus knock? I, see, I knew place? it was like, I knew it was like, the, I knew it was like. Early 2018s. I saw it in theaters the winter before I graduated college. Oh, and that's I crazy. actually put in the math and or I actually just tried to literally say That was wrong. Yeah, I was four <laughs> years off. Yeah. Uh, but that was actually High school. Yeah. Um so what are you gonna say? So over two, continue. Um What night is Krampus knocked? Damn. Um uh, December twenty December thirteenth. Friday thirteenth. No, December fifth. Um, do you remember what the Krampus parade is called? Running of the Krampuses, the Krampus walk, the Krampus knock, to the the uh, the Krampus me, Krampus you, Krampus for everyone. Krampus love. Krampus love. L a u f. Okay. You're know. asking me all these Eastern European things. You I don't know. Speak this pagan nonsense. Well, I honestly just wrote one down and now I'm making these up because I kind of forgot to go back and find okay. one. Okay, okay. I know. Right. Well, let's see. One one question to rule them all. Alright. What is the name of the cult that we talked about that is around St. Louis? The University of cosmic, it's like University of Cosmic Intelligence. Yay! Yes. Ding ding ding! Yes. Got them all. All right. All correct for that one. For that one, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was all or nothing deal. Well, that was a that was great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no Forces movie corner this week. I feel like we interstitially talked about the Adam Scott Krampus movie. We actually really didn't talk about it that much. Well, I thought we were going to talk about it more. It's really good. It's kind so of I dark I actually comedy. thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It's yeah. actually, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. It's like a dark comedy. Um, it's got a lot of good practical effects. Um, well, if you're like, you ugh, I want to go to one of these like Krampus parades so bad because I mean we saw one like a I mean, we very saw, like, like a few rudimentary dudes dressed one, up in yeah. Krampus like sitting down like inside, drinking, drinking mead, mead yeah. Um, so. But like the the big ones over in Europe look really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely something to keep in the list. But um, but yeah, if anything, that's some Forest Movie Corner, and I guess with that we are pleased to say that this concludes part three. Of our Christmas special. The non-denominational holiday spectacular is done for the year 2023, even though we finished it in 2024. But that doesn't matter. And we will be back um, quite shortly um, with our National Log Cabin Day. Did that actually... Isn't that what you thought 9-11 was? Yeah. Nice. Oh, June 30th. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do it before We'll then. be back before then. But we will Maybe be doing this National Log Cabin 2024 Day. 2024 is the year of Forrest running an episode. 
Oh, I've been working on that. I saw an article the other day about what you said you were going to talk about. Uh, no, I actually, I mean, I... Well, you'll have to wait, wait and see. Yeah, yeah. you'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that was all I had. All right. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.